Welcome to Stepping Into Health, Inspiring Conversations with Tamara Ortigal. Join me for engaging conversations with people who are shining their light in the world. You will hear us chat about business, relationships, spirituality, community, hobbies, and health, all the things that contribute to our vitality and wholeness. Although I love to talk about food as medicine, energy healing, and other holistic modalities, at the root of my health coaching practice are these questions. Why do you want to be healthy? And what steps are you willing to take to get there? Through my podcast, I hope to increase your awareness of what is possible and to inspire you to take action. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, Leslie. Hello. Hello. How are you? Great today. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited. It's really beautiful outside in spite of the frigid temperatures and the extra snowfall we've had. Absolutely. Well, it gives us light. That's what I like about having snow is it, it, you know, it takes that gray and makes it a lot lighter that we have in the middle of winter. So I Good agree. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Good. Well, I want to jump right in. I know we have so much to talk about. So to begin, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure. Um, well, my name is Leslie Ferris Jurger and I'm a speaker and an author and um, my goal in life now is to uh, disrupt breast cancer screening as we know it um, and make it for the better, obviously. So the reason, you know, that I have that mission now is because in November of 2017, I was diagnosed with stage four breast cancer, shock of my life, two months after an all clear mammogram and ultrasound. So that's a whole story in and of itself, but let's make a long and just go to the fact that after I went through all of that, I learned about the failings of mammography in women with dense breasts. And so I began to study on that and learn that there are ways to detect breast cancer early that find many, many, many more breast cancers than our standard of care. And I think we can do better with that. So it's become my mission through my speaking and my book and my website, My Density Matters, um, that I advance that cause. So that's my, my purpose now. Yeah, I think it's so important because there is so much education to be had. I happen to personally be a larger breasted woman and um, very heavy breasted. So um, I've always noticed on my exam and had discussions about breast density, um, but you don't have to be large chested. And um, so maybe can you talk to us a little bit about the um, the scale of density and kind of what what people can look for in their exam results? Yeah, you bet. So um, density is, you know, probably ought to just back up and talk about what density is for a minute. Um, It is, so our breasts are really made up of two things, fat and all the ducts and lobules and the glandular tissue that is in our breasts, which allow us to use our breasts for what they were really intended for. And that is to, you know, make milk for babies. Um, And so that 
dense tissue, those glands, that fibroglandular tissue, the lobules, all that is density. And it looks white on a mammogram. And the fat looks black on the mammogram. So the more fibroglandular tissue that you have, the whiter it looks on your mammogram. And the problem is, is that breast cancer looks white too. So it's very, very hard to distinguish, you know, once you have a lot of breast density, the density from the cancer. And that's how it's missed in our standard standard mammograms. And if I could show you a picture of that, you would see that it's very, very hard to see, you know, white on white. And that's the problem. So the distribution um, on average is 10% are not, not dense at all. And they're called, you know, fatty breasts. That's about 10% of the population in average. Um, about 40% of people are something called scattered density. So not really very dense, you know, there's some white on that picture, but it, it, it's pretty scattered and you can still see um, a white growth in and among that. Um, but when you start to get into what's called heterogeneously dense breasts and extremely dense breasts, the third and fourth category, you start to really lose the visibility. Um, and that's about 40% are heterogeneously dense and about a 10% again are extremely dense. But what I can tell you is that does kind of move around. For instance, premenopausal women are about two thirds dense. Two thirds of them are dense. So it does change with age. So that 10, 40, 40, 10 sort of distribution that I talked about is for all women 40 to, you know, 80. So it does change. Yeah. So and, fascinating yeah. how, yeah, our bodies do, yeah, oh, they yeah. do change over time. And um, yeah, we do need to start looking for different clues right? depending on our age and, and whether or not we've had babies and whether we've breastfed yes. or not breastfed. So many factors, right? All of those things. But here's the real kicker with breast density. And this is what a lot of people don't know. People are starting to learn about density now. They'll say, yeah, I have dense breasts. I've been told I have dense breasts. Maybe not doing anything different because of that. Um, but we, we are starting to know or hear about density. But what we're still not being told and learning well enough is that the more dense you are, your risk of breast cancer increases. So much that a woman with extremely dense breasts is four to six more times likely to get breast cancer than someone who has a fatty breast. So it's a risk factor as well as being the thing that obscures cancer on a mammogram. So double whammy there. Yeah. And I saw that you have a stat on your website. Isn't it like 70% of women who have breast cancer have more dense breasts? Correct. 71%. And so that just speaks to the risk factor. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's definitely, yeah, I'm so glad that you are you know, a voice to, uh, to share this important information. Thank you. Yeah. So you said that you had your traditional mammogram two months uh -huh. prior uh -huh. and, um, and I noticed, uh, to, so it was a bone density test rather than a mammogram that detected your cancer. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Just to be clear, we were not looking for cancer when we were doing that bone density scan. And so it's not a way to find cancer you know, that that's used. It was a pure coincidence. You know, how you go looking for one thing, you, you know, you, you might find something else. 
Um, so I merely got that bone density scan as a routine thing as a postmenopausal woman to sort of do a marker in time for my bone density because as women get older, they tend to lose bone. But if you don't ever have anything to compare it with when you're younger, then you don't know if you've lost bone or not. So it was just really a routine thing. Um, but when they looked at that, they saw some weird things in the bone density scan images. And so um, one thing led to another x-ray, CT scan, bone biopsy, etc., to arrive at what that weird stuff was in the bones. So the cancer had metastasized to the bones and that's how it was found. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I know I always feel like medicine and health it's so multifaceted and I, I love that, oh, yeah. um, you know, we need to look at things from lots of different lenses and, you know, to see where things are breaking down and how to fix them. So I'm so sorry that it, it had already metastasized, but thank God that that test was done just as a routine thing and then it discovered right the, uh, yeah. the issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know I've had a bone density test, um, you know, just to, as I've aged too, just to check for, um, you know, osteopenia and osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and very yeah, important and, test to get too, you know. Oh, well, you have it, to... it, it is. And, you know, I didn't, I don't have either one of those things. Um, but, you know, they found something else. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I know. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Right. Um, tell me how you feel about mammography not being able to detect cancer for everyone? Well, oh boy. How long do you have? <laughs> um, well, the thing, that, the reason, succinct. well, yeah. the reason I ask you is that, you know, sometimes we take in information and we think, oh, that's interesting. But, you know, I do these podcasts because I want to raise people's curiosity. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want them to feel something after hearing our conversation. Um, because thankfully not all of us are going to experience breast cancer or some horrible health circumstance, but we know people and love people who do. And, um, you know, I, I can only imagine how you felt. And I, I just think it's important for people to hear from you what that felt like. Yeah, that does make sense. So, um, let me just tell you in, in, in this way. So I went to the Mayo Clinic for a second opinion because I was so confused about everything. Like I thought maybe it was a wrong diagnosis because how could it be that I just got a clear mammogram and an ultrasound and I have stage four breast cancer. That just did not make sense to me at all. So I went to the Mayo Clinic and got a second opinion certainly the correct di diagnosis. Um, and I asked the doctor there, I said, how can this be? How can this have happened? And he said, in some women with dense breasts, a mammogram can be like shining light through concrete. And I was like dumbfounded. What in the world is he talking about? And so I came home and I started studying all that and, you know, come to find out that he was, of course, correct. And then after all of that was over, he said, you know, this is not the failing of anyone, but this is the failing of our technology. 
And that was the moment when I said to myself, oh, well, that makes sense. And maybe that's something that I can help with. Maybe that's the calling, you know, because if this was just a one-off, you know, if somebody missed something or something, then it is what it is. But the fact that that's not it at all, they didn't miss anything. You cannot expect people to see something that's not really seeable. Um, it's the technology. They're using a very poor technology for women with dense breasts. So in a weird kind of way, I was a little bit inspired by that because I thought, huh, okay, well, we can put a little Land Rover on the moon and operate it from here, then why can't we come up with a better way to detect breast cancer? Like that is so out of whack. Um, but, I, but I learned that the Mayo Clinic, lo and behold, had been developing and have been using a standard for women with dense breasts for some years now, something called molecular breast imaging, which finds three to 400% more than mammography. Yeah. That's so, so cool. when so I tell learned me about that, that. Yeah. So when I learned that, I was dumbfounded. So I was of two minds about it. Of course. One is that's really exciting because now we've got something that can actually find it. Right? It's permeable to whatever the word is, impervious, I think, to uh, the dense breast tissue. It looks right through it. The dense, you know, breasts are it just doesn't matter in this technology. Um, so exciting, but also alarming because what that tells us then is we're leaving all those behind now. We're not finding them till much later, like mine. So exciting that we can do that. And also scary that we're not really doing it very much except a few places. So why not? You know, why not? And it's complicated. There's a lot of reasons. It's fairly new. It's political. It's about money. I mean, wow, it's a complicated thing. But we do, we actually do have a technology. And an MRI will find, um, find it as well. You know, so it's, MRI is just an impractical tool to use to screen because it's too expensive. Um, not everybody can have an MRI for a lot of other reasons. So, you know, I, I guess the short answer is I'm, I'm appalled that we've gone 50 years knowing that we really can't see very well in mammograms. Like this is not a new problem. We've known this for decades, but nothing's really ever been done about it. Um, and we're, we're really actually still in the same boat that we were decades ago. 3D mammography has come out. It was supposed to be the answer to all of our prayers about breast density, and it really isn't. It finds maybe one more per thousand women. And in women with extremely dense breasts, your highest risk people, it doesn't help at all. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, it does. It, they've, they've come out recently with a study that says for extremely dense breast people, it's of no use over standard mammography. So, yeah, yeah it, it, it's, it's a mess. And, and 
we've just got to advocate for ourselves and know what we're doing and advocate for ourselves through all of this because there's no standard for women with dense breasts and it's so political and so crazy out there so much competition to you know the race for the answer that i think it's going to be a while so people must learn and they must advocate for themselves yeah it is such a it's a, such a touchy subject thank you so much for tuning in today I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Leslie as much as I did. We did not address the importance of diet in preventing or reducing the reoccurrence of breast cancer. There's a lot of research on this matter, so please do some homework. You will find that a plant-based diet is the absolute best option. This includes a variety of fruits and veggies, fiber-rich foods like whole grains, beans, and legumes, organic or water-washed soybean products, healthy fats like avocados, nuts, and seeds, in small amounts of fish and maybe even chicken. Do your best to avoid the standard American diet filled with GMOs, unhealthy fats, and processed foods. And finally, don't be afraid of soy. For many years, I avoided it and missed out on its amazing health benefits. Soy is rich in protein, healthy fat, vitamins, and minerals. Be sure to include some tofu, tempeh, edamame, or soy milk to your healthy diet. If you would like help sorting out your choices, please visit my website, www.tamaraortical.com to schedule a health chat. I would so love to help you determine a plan that addresses your specific needs. And finally, if you're looking for the best nutritional support, please consider Juice Plus. It's 30 fruits and veggies in a capsule or gummy. It's real food and it can help you stay healthy, especially during stressful times. Have a wonderful day. Be well.